Good afternoon, folks. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today, reading 1 Corinthians 9 in the NLT. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity uh, for this platform. Thank you for giving people the wisdom and the intelligence to be able to create this platform and to giving us enough freedom left in this world to be able to speak truth and read your word and put your word out there for people to think, consider, listen, muse, ponder over so that they can make that final decision, Lord. And one of those decisions or one of the options of that decision is to go with you, not with what the world has. The world is passing away to go with you, the eternal God who cares and wishes them to be at his side forevermore. Thank you, Lord, for making that decision before the world was and for giving us all the chance to line up with you again, despite our sin, despite our mistrust, despite our fear and our hatred of you. By default, you are our God, our friend, our creator. And that has been accomplished and reaccomplished in the blessed Lord Jesus Christ. Bless us as we read your word. Give us spiritual discernment, power, high octane force to go forward. I pray in the name of Christ. Amen. You know, I don't know, for some reason I was Star Wars where Obi-Wan, you know, he goes and he says, okay, I'll shut down the uh, force field. And he goes to that platform and he shuts it down. And he goes, Ooh. I love that sound. This is his gradual sound of power being shut off, you know. And then we have today, we have Tom Cruise. He's 60 years old. He looks fantastic. He's got a motorcycle and he's jumping over. <laughs> he's jumping into a flipping cannon. Canyon, cannon. He's jumping into a flipping can. Yeah, he's a cannon jumping into a canyon so he can get a motorcycle and get to that train. That's crazy, man. I love that dude. Honestly, man, he's like, what is he, 60 years old? He looks great. Tommy looks great. Not that I know him, of course, but, you know, I mean, this guy just, he does everything, you know? It's, I think he used to be Christian. He, he was studying to be a priest or something, and he said, no, I don't want to do this. Like, sir, you need to come back to the Christian church. Like, we need you. <laughs> You're one of us, okay? I'm here to call you back. Like, this guy's go get him attitude. I just love this, you know? Guys, what is he? 5'8", five, 5'10", five, and he's just, he is like, like a firecracker. He's all over that, you know? And I think that's how he really is. I think he's a go-getter. I think he's an alpha male. He's a type A personality. Maybe the, not the tallest guy in the world, but you know, I think there's a lot of guys like him. You know, it's like the, the tall guys like me, we're kind of passive, you know, we're just, we don't know anything, but then you got those guys who are a little bit vertically challenged and they're just all over the map. You know, they got the power, you know? So we need to take a lesson from Tommy Cruise. I don't know why I was thinking about that. I guess I'm stupid. Small things amuse small minds. Let's read the Bible. Paul gives up his rights. Am I not as free as anyone else? Am I not an apostle? Haven't I seen Jesus our Lord with my own eyes? Isn't it because of my work that you belong to the Lord? Even if others think I am not an apostle, I certainly am to you. You yourselves are proof that I am the Lord's apostle. So I don't think he's bragging here. He's just saying that, you know, he has a, a role to play. We're all part of the body, right? I heard a sermon and again, it was from Paul. Well, it was from uh, a pastor uh, preaching and it was about, it was on, yes, it was actually yesterday. I went to uh, Cedarview Church at 5.30 and uh, because I had missed church in the morning to take my dad to the airport. But we we're talking about the church is the body. We're the body. 
you know, and the body plays. We have different parts to play because we are different parts of the body. And the body needs all the parts to work together. The body of Christ needs you. And if you're not there, the body of Christ is missing part of some of its pieces. And it's not going to function as well as it could if you're until you are there. It's like, wait a second, wait a second. Jesus is the body. No, he's the head. Christ is the head of the body. Christ is the brain. Christ is the heart, right? It's the heart and the head. That's that's Jesus. That's God, our father. But the hands and the feet and the other body parts, that's that's you. Some people do some things really amazing. They're good planners. They're strategists. I, I've been put into the men's ministry. I feel totally underqualified. I'm just not a leader like my, my former friend was. I was kind of mad that he left. Uh, but, you know, I've seen him at the gym and, you know, I, I, I recognize, you know, this guy's really trying, you know. I mean, I've seen the guy, he leaned down, you know, and uh, he, he's really, you know, he's had a lot of problems. The thyroid's gone and one eye is blind and, you know, his wife has this incredible um, immunity disorder. Like he has to buy drug expensive stuff. Of course, the government helps, but I wish I could win the lottery just to give my friend money. I wish I could win the lottery just so I could get I could I could get my relief from my debts. My dad is trying to win the lottery, but I think he, my dad's a little bit too much money spent into tickets. You know, and I, I don't think it's I don't think God wants us to gamble. He wants us to trust. But honestly, I look at these debts and I don't see it changing or slowing down. I go, Lord, I just I just want to pay my debts and I just don't want to be kicked out of my nice little apartment. Like like this is all just going wrong. It's going south, Lord help what soldier has to pay his own expenses <clears throat> what farmer plants a vineyard and doesn't have the right to eat some of its fruit what shepherd cares for a flock of sheep and isn't allowed to drink some of the milk i think the pastors should get some of the money i you know if they teach you know they're teaching from the bible the bible is for free i'm not about using the bible lucrative and making fleecing people i love jim baker I, my mother used to listen to him i love jim and tammy I didn't think of him as a shyster at all, but I think things just got out of control. Maybe he, maybe it was out of control and, and he didn't want any part of it. I don't know how it went bad. They were nice people. That what PTL praise the Lord club. They were nice. They would come, you know, my mother like 1230 to 130 then 1:30 was another program. And it was like, they'd come and they'd say Christian stuff and there'd be music. And it was like, it was a really nice show. How did it go south so wrong? You know, it's just power corrupts and, and money corrupts and, and more money corrupts. But really, I think the show just started. People just wanted to have a nice show and they wanted to have a nice place. I mean, we went there. We came from Florida. We were hungry. My mother says we want to stop there. We stopped there. The Christian people were so darn friendly. How are you? Where are you coming from? Where are you from? You from Canada? Oh, wow. Are you hungry? Hey, we have lunch. We didn't bring anything. We don't have, you know, I don't know if we had money. I don't know my mother gave them something. It's okay. We want to treat you. They were lovely, lovely people. Christian people. It's always about, you know, oh, Christianity is so terrible and oppressive and horrible. And it's, it's a, really, they didn't have to do, those people didn't have to do, say any of that to us. They could have said, nice to see you again. Take care. Bye-bye. They, they, we had a meal. We had a whole lunch at that place. Some of the people who come on and say these horrible, rude things about Christianity ought to wake up a little bit. You're living in America. You're living in Canada. Okay? Whatever it is now, it started with some Judeo-Christian principles 
of love and respect. And we are endowed by our creator in, 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 in what is those words? Inalienable rights. That's what God gives to men. That's not what men give to other men. Men give um, dictators and kings and oppressive leaders. God gave freedom and grace and love and peace and resources to grow. Verse 8, am I expressing merely a human opinion? Well, these are my opinions. I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. Or does the law say the same thing? For the law of Moses says you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. Was God thinking only about ox when he said this? So this is Paul now expounding upon the old covenant, right? Wasn't he actually speaking to us? So he's saying that some of the stuff in the old covenant, which I have tried to understand myself, but again, my opinion, is really, it's it's concrete, it's lessons about you know, examples and real world events, but it's actually spiritual lessons. And he's saying this, wasn't he actually speaking to us? Yes, it was written for us. So that the one who plows and the one who threshes the grain might both expect a share of the harvest, a share. I don't believe in being a pastor and having a billion dollars and having a 2000 billion acre and a $3 million mansion. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right at all, but you shouldn't be up living in poverty and you can't pay for your gas and your kids are hungry because just because you're preaching the word of God you should get to at least be able to pay your bills I'm very happy with what I have now I just can't pay my bills and I'm not a pastor and I don't want to be to be honest it looks like a real hard job and I think there's a lot of thankless people in the church I'm sorry to say and all they do is criticize criticize and criticize and they'll never do anything Verse 11, since we have planted spiritual seed among you, aren't we entitled to a harvest of physical food and drink? If you support others who preach to you, shouldn't we have an even greater right to be supported? But we have never used this right. We would rather put up with anything than be an obstacle to the good news about Christ. Wasn't wasn't Paul doing like a tent making thing? He wasn't really a tent. I mean, maybe that was his, like, if you were like in Judaism, did you have money from somewhere else? Did you make money just by being a rabbi? Do you have to have an occupation outside? I really don't know, but he was like a tent maker. So he wasn't really, didn't sound like Paul was too rich to me. In fact, he was in, like a nomad going from place to place. And he said, I'm content with what I have. I'm content with what I have. I'll always want more, of course. Love to have my own house. Love to have a nice little spread. You know, nothing too big. But you know what? I can't see that happening. You got. I think you got to get married these days. Nobody wants to get married. Just look at YouTube, okay? Secular world, nobody wants to get married. Met, marriage is not good for men because you get fleeced, right? When your wife leaves, right? But if, you can, if you're a Christian man, you marry a Christian woman and she wants to work with you and work with God, right? It's a commitment. You, you can get ahead. I think God knew that everything was going to get so expensive these days. Like people working in Metro can't even afford to buy groceries from Metro. They had a strike, but now it's over, I think. And all and the houses are so expensive. Like honestly, like you, you know, this world is getting to be inhospitable to life. And having kids, you can't even. You don't even have the money to feed yourself. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, you know, if you if you got a partnership, it, it's helpful. But if the partnership is not working, there's no love between you and your wife. You know, I I see a lot of guys in the gym. I don't think they're Christians. I don't think a lot of them have married or connected. Maybe some of them were out of the marriage, like myself. Don't you realize that those who work in the temple get their meals from the offerings brought to the temple and those who serve at the altar get a share of the sacrificial offerings? In the same way the Lord offered 
order that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it. Yet I have never used any of these rights. Am I not writing this to suggest that I want to start now? In fact, I would rather die than lose my right to boast about preaching without charge. So he's kind of boasting, but I kind of see that he's saying he doesn't want the money. He's not doing it for the money. He's doing it because he wants to tell people about Jesus. He wants to tell people about King Jesus. I don't even want no money. I, I mean, if I had money, I'd be like, hey, look at me, you know, but it's like, it's nothing to do with me. I want, I want to promote Jesus Christ. I have been born in a church that said it was promoting Jesus, was actually promoting a dead lady who is an antichrist, a dog, and a liar. And she was a wolf in sheep's clothing, and she lied. She probably started out with the best intentions, but she got corrupted by her own narcissistic pride. And her husband used her to propel her to get money so that he could propel his own ways and his own church. It stopped being about the advent. It, stopped being, it started being about their doctrines and their prophet, Tess who is not a prophetess, by the way, as she's not mentioned in scripture. It started being about the lies instead about the truth. Do not marinate in lies. Yet preaching the good news is not something I can boast about. I am compelled by God to do it. How terrible for me if I didn't preach the good news. I want to do something. I, I, I don't want to just sit in church. I want to, I want to serve. I'm scared to be in the men's ministry. I'm scared to work with rental contracts. I've been asked to do that since there's one guy doing it. Like, what happens if he gets sick or he says he's going to leave the board because, you know, the, the certain, you know, you, you leave after six years. Like, dude, you ain't going nowhere because there's no way I'm going to do this by myself. I, I need help. I'm scared. I want to, I want to, I want to be in a team. I don't want it all on my shoulders, but it just seems like that's what's happening. What, what can I do? Just walk away? <clears throat> if I were doing this on my own initiative, he says, I would deserve payment, but I have no choice for God has given me the sacred trust. Has, has God put something into me, the tomorrow Christian to do this? I, I just want to, I just want to have fun. I just want to promote Jesus. I just want to read the Bible. I'm just adding filler with my personal opinion slash hermeneutics. You don't have to listen to me at all. You could just edit it all this out. Just as long as you read the words, God's word. That's all I want. Just read God's word. Just like what I said, you know, the lady came to the Bible study and she was like, oh, and I'm like looking at this because I'm really enjoying this drama and strife that this lady is saying. Just, I tell them to read the Bible, but they won't. And I just realized like, oh, wow. Like she's, I, I know who she's talking about in the church, right? And she was the sister of the pastor of the church. And she was like, obviously telling her, um, you know, her, her girlfriends, which were some of the girls in the church to read the Bible and they refused to do it. That's all I want here. I don't care if you agree with me or not. You don't need to validate me. The only person that you need to agree with and be validated by is the blessed Lord Jesus Christ and his Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's it. I don't want nothing from you. I don't want you to want anything from me. As Mark Driscoll said about Grace, because she laughed during his sermon, she said, ah, oh, the, the way to success is to find a girl with low expectations, a high pain tolerance, and someone who... I forgot who helps you through the word of God and everybody laughed. That's Mark Driscoll and his wife, Grace. And he said they've been married for 31 years. <laughs> A high pain tolerance and low expectations. Hey guys, if you're Christian, that's how you find a Christian woman. A Christian woman with low expectations and a high pain tolerance. <laughs> Don't say I never give you anything. You're welcome. 
That's why I never demanded my rights when I preached the good news, Paul says. Even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. Well, I was with the people who were, you know, Judaism for Gentiles. I was with them. I tried to promote Jesus, but, you know, to the best of my ability and to what knowledge I have, I didn't go to my graduation on Friday night because I thought I was disrespecting God. My dad said, why didn't you do that? Well, I didn't have a lot of friends and I just thought that I was doing the right thing. That was the truth that I had. Now I could have gone, but I didn't go. But it's too late now, but I'm not bitter about it. I'm just saying. Paul was saying the same thing when I was with the Jews. I was with them. That's the knowledge I had. I was like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. I lived like a Jew. So he didn't even know Jesus, but he said he was trying to bring them to God, to Christ. That, that's what I interpret. He says, I live like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. He didn't know. He didn't know Jesus, but he worked according to the knowledge that he had. So did I. And I'm nowhere near the IQ of this dude. This dude's probably got the whole Bible memorized. I memorize the Bible verse in, from you version every morning. And then after about a month or so, maybe I, no, I, I memorize my own Bible verses. And then I like, okay, I've got it. I do it right. Then I move on to the next verse. Then I try to come back to the verse I've memorized. Guess what? It's all gone. That makes me very, very angry. And you won't like me when I'm angry. It also upsets me. When I was with those who follow the Jewish law, I too lived under that law. I did too. I believe that everybody has to keep the Sabbath and not do their own pleasure and you have to go into a building on a Saturday. I really believe this. I never checked the Bible. I never read it. I read a little bit of it. I did the best I could. It just never occurred to me to read the whole thing. I knew some Bible verses. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. I, I don't hate the people of my former church. I just hate the fact that instead of standing up for themselves and fighting for themselves, they're just willing to live under that dead lady's edict. Under her opinions of, I have to go to church on Saturday and Saturday, um, um, you know, is the Sabbath and Sunday is the national, national Sunday law, which is a, which is a darned lie. It's a slander. It's a violation of the Beatitudes where it says people will slander you. And most of the people that I know don't want to question that. They just want to keep on doing it. It just makes me upset and angry that they don't want to fight for their freedom. They don't want to be Galatians. They don't want to read Galatians and say, you know what? I could be wrong about this and this lady is not speaking for God. They refuse. I did not know that people wanted to be sheeple so bad. I don't want to be a sheeple. I want to be a sheep of Christ our Lord. And a sheep means to be strong and head and, and purposeful and intentful, but also means to be tough and kind, not to be slanderous and mean and narcissistic. Verse 22, when I'm with those who are weak, I share their weaknesses, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save them. I want to find common ground. I got a Muslim friend in the gym. I admire the guy. He's really well built. He's a young guy. He loves discipline. He's got the tattoos, but he, man, he looks good. He looks like a Mr. GQ. He really looks good, I have to say. For, a, you know, from one heterosexual man to, 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 to say about another, like that dude looks like that's how I want to look. And he's 20 something years old. He has arrived what, what I will never arrive at. He's very much about discipline. He's very disciplined in his diet. But my other friend, who's like an alpha male, said about him, he says, he's an old soul in a young body. 
he wants he wants to have a good marriage and i think he was the 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 mr gq there he was married and he went after the wife twice and she rebuffed him it's like is she stupid you're never going to find somebody that looks as good as that guy and he doesn't talk like like he's a, a mean dude he's not a womanizer he's muslim he's very disciplined do i believe in that religion well no i'm a christian but the thing is we have common we we christians have a lot of common grounds with um muslim in terms of discipline in terms of um things like that faith i don't agree with that theology but i guess god put that person into my life and me into their life through the gym because maybe i'm supposed to be a witness of jesus you know how do i play this to me very cautiously don't be ashamed of christ right but but don't just come out and just come out swinging like Jesus is the way the truth and the life like th- then the, then the defensive shields will go up and they won't and i'm not trying to proselytize anybody actively but i reckon if you're a christian god's using you as a witness you are a witness you are a soundboard to other people that you don't even know you are they're watching you you curse or you swear or you lose control it's going to set up something in your mind that you don't practice what you preach if they know you're a christian or, or they say there's something different about this dude verse 23 i do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings i remember there was one guy in the gym he was like this red-haired guy he was a trainer guy when i first got to, to the gym like 3 years 3 and a half years ago to this gym in this city and the guy was so polite to all of his clients like he was a trainer right he wouldn't just like you know go off into la la land he talked to them in a kind way but most of them were women and he and he says to me one day like three like two years ago i don't see him anymore are you a christian i said yeah like i never really <laughs> come out and say yes i am i said well you know ah, yes and then he pulls up his arm sleeve and there's like this sword on there and it's like christ and he says me too and i went i can't believe it it's like your gut knows you see this instinct about somebody who's really nice really polite really kind you know and you just you get a feeling this dude's different and i don't know what i did for him to think that about me right but it was like i just i said to myself i knew it the guy was just decent to people you know verse 25 i do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings Don't you realize that in a race everyone ran, runs but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. Sounds like the running man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. All athletes are disciplined in their training. Disciplined. Why, you know, I sometimes think that we, we Christians in the name of Jesus our will be done. They got to be disciplined. Other dudes are watching us men and they see us if we're sloppy and out of shape. They're not impressed. Okay? People are going to be impressed with my friend because he looks so darn darn good. Right? The guy's in shape, disciplined, watches his diet. Is one day I got up and I said, I went to the gym, I said, I feel terrible. I hate everybody right now. My, you know, I just felt so horrible. And he says, "You need to be more thankful for every day." And I just and he said this to me in a joking way. He wasn't like, you know, lambasting me, but I just thought to myself, he's right. He's right. He's absolutely correct. God spoke to him even if he's not buying my theology. God spoke through this man to say, "You need to be thankful for every darn day you have."
where was I? They do it to win a prize. The athletes that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. We're doing this for eternal life, friends. You're never going to die. You are going to be a conscious being who goes through the universe, the new universe, whether it's dark or light. I don't know. Maybe space won't have any darkness in it. It'll be all light. It won't all be black anymore. It'll be all white. You're going to move at the speed of thought faster than light. You're going to see new worlds. You're going to participate in the stewardship of new worlds. You're going to be a steward and a manager of a new solar system, a new you. I'm sure God's not done creating people. And when he does, he's going to leave them with us. And we're going to regale them with stories. Oh, there was a time when there was a darkness and we lived on this planet, the third planet from the sun. And we don't like God and we hated God and it was sin. And they're going to go, what? I don't get it. What's sin? Who's the devil? Can I, is he around? What's this person look like? He sounds like Darth Vader. They're not going to believe us, but we're going to know what happened to us before we got to where we're at. That's the future. That's our future. An eternal prize. Life without end. Space without time ending. Forever and ever. World without end. Are you ready? Verse 26. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. We got to practice what we preach, love but discipline. Love fulfills the law. In the inside, we're the new covenant. On the outside, we're the old covenant. Period. I've talked too much. Think about the things. I don't tell you what to, what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. God bless you.